deep thinkers, welcome to Deeper Meaning Time. Today is episode 9, and uh, today I wanted to uh, continue sort of with uh, sort of a continuation, I guess, of, of episode 8, um, where I discussed uh, Oumuamua, which was a asteroid from uh, an interstellar region of uh, outer space of in our universe, and it came into our solar system. And uh, many believe that uh, it's more than just a, an asteroid, that it uh, was possibly a solar probe or um, just some sort of alien craft uh, from a, a, an extraterrestrial civilization um, that lives within some other region of our universe. And, uh, but I'm not necessarily going to talk uh, about, um, about aliens living on asteroids or whether or not it was from another uh, galaxy in it. Uh, has extraterrestrial technology on it, whatever. I'm not talking about that today. What I'm talking about is just asteroids. Um, because they're a big deal. And we don't put any emphasis into um, sort of getting public knowledge about them and making people aware. Like, if people understood the actual, um, you know, the, the possibility of what, and the devastation that, that could happen from an asteroid impact or even just an explosion of an asteroid um, near the surface of the Earth, that could cause absolute devastation. I mean, it could wipe out entire cities. Um, you know, one asteroid uh, big enough could take out you know, Manhattan. It could take out, uh, and it doesn't even need to be a city. It can be a power station or near power station or power lines or you know on the countryside it can be uh, a massive asteroid that that uh, hits the earth and and that's in the middle of the ocean there's there's all kinds of possibilities of how it could happen but it is a possibility that it could happen um, and it has happened in our past and it will definitely probably happen in our future um, it, it's just more what what's the size going to be how how bad is it going to be is really what you know <clears throat> what we're going to be looking forward to uh, so today's episode is dedicated to uh, bringing about a little bit of awareness on the subject there isn't a, any awareness uh, there are a lot of great contributors and uh, within sort of the fields of um, uh, space objects. I'm not really sure what that field is actually called, but there are people that just research and just study and spend their time just following and categorizing and locating um, different asteroids and meteors throughout the solar system. And uh, and that's a great job. And they do they have they have cataloged tons of uh, asteroids and near Earth asteroids or near Earth objects. Uh, they've cataloged tons of them. So we know that they're out there, and we can target them and pinpoint where they are. And um, there's even, just as a little quick side note, there's even um, what uh, some are saying. Earth has actually two more moons, uh, two asteroids in particular that are smaller in size than the moon and are farther out in orbit. But they are indeed uh, moons of the Earth. They are in our orbit, and they've been in our orbit for some time. And it's just interesting the fact that it's not talked about. People don't talk about that. But that's crazy, you know? We we have more than one moon? What? Like, you know, we've been teaching everybody for so long, like, oh, there's the moon in the sky. It's the one moon Earth has. But no, there's there's two more, um, as they, as they um, have said. But uh, anyway, back to sort of asteroids. They they pose great threats, and there isn't awareness. So, yeah, with this episode, guys, just you know, pay attention to some of the sort of historical aspects of asteroids. And, um, and you just need to realize that they have, they have devastated our past and can devastate our future. Now, at the present moment, there isn't a lot that we can do to deflect them or to move them... Um, <clears throat> we're barely that, well, as far as I know, we're barely even out in outer space. You know, we're barely capable of navigating it, you know, precisely. And there's all kinds of space to bring out in orbit. So, I mean, doing, and, uh, doing a task as such as trying to deflect an asteroid 
um, from a, some type of spacecraft, that's not a really a possibility if one was on our, on its way tomorrow. But they definitely could, you know, shoot a missile at it, try to deflect it, but chances are is that shooting a missile at it, it's just going to send giant rocks of debris uh, down to Earth. Some are going to get stuck in orbit. Um, probably more than likely the International Space Station would be obliterated um, in the event that we had to shoot a rocket at a giant meteor to try to keep it from hitting the Earth. But, you know, there's, <clears throat> and I don't know if anybody has seen it, it's an old movie, it's called Asteroid, um, I'm pretty sure, and it's about uh, just a, a cataclysmic asteroid on its way to Earth, and they're, uh, oh, another good one is like Armageddon, um, that's a good one, where they go to that asteroid and they mine it, and, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it if anybody hasn't seen it, but it's, it's a, you know, a, it's a good movie, but um, real unrealistic in a lot of ways a lot of ways, um, so th that, you know, with, with that alone, it looks like it's probably not going to be good for us if there is a cataclysmic-sized asteroid on its way to Earth tomorrow, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything about it, we might as well take shelter, um, but the, the chances are is that <clears throat> what's going to end up happening is that it's going to be an asteroid that, um, you know, astronomers are going to miss, and these, all these people that are out there uh, researching them and staring at the stars and looking up at the sky, they're going to miss, you know, these ones that are in particularly decent enough size to, to be missed in the sky, but they're decent enough size that they'll be missed and cause devastation. You know, they'll crash, they'll either explode or, um, or just absolutely bury, you know, bury itself into the surface of the earth, causing who knows what kinds of, of destruction and chaos, um, especially if it's near, you know, a metropolitan area. That's the biggest problem is, you know, all the lives and uh, the, the destruction, you know, having to rebuild, uh, what's going to happen in the meantime, how bad is it going to be? That's what we need to be thinking about. How bad is it going to be? Because there's, like I said, there's not anything we're going to be able to do about it. So we need to at least have more people looking to the sky so that we all are aware of what's out there. And we're all aware of the dangers and the risks of what's out there so that, you know, maybe we'll all be prepared. You know, the, maybe a new wave of, of amateur astronomers are going to come out of the woodworks and and they're going to study the stars, and they're, it's going to be you know, millions of these, of these young minds, and they're all going to see, and they're, they're going to you know, perhaps save us from a, a, a devastating um, event. Uh, there has been several uh, devastating events in our history, and uh, some of those, such as uh, Tunguska, I don't know if anybody has heard about Tunguska, um, but it's an, it's a, it was a, it was an event that, that happened in, in Russia and, uh, it was an asteroid, a meteor, uh, with, um, I believe the size was around like, uh, I think it was 19 miles wide or, uh, no, no, they, no, it, it was between, sorry, that, that's a different, that was a different article. Um. The asteroid that impacted, it actually didn't impact Tunguska. It, uh, it exploded in an airburst event above the surface um, of basically 800 miles wide was this entire event. And uh, it flattened and destroyed 8 million trees. Eight, or, sorry, 80 million trees. Think about that. 80 million trees, it just flattened. And it didn't even touch the surface. But, the, yeah, but yeah, it was like, um, they range it was between, uh, it, it was like 400 or something to 620 feet wide. So, I mean, this isn't even a large rock, per se. And, uh, and this happened in 1908, so it was 110 years ago. And that really isn't that long ago. Luckily, nobody got hurt, nobody died, and uh, and it was in you know it was kind of in the middle of nowhere in Russia, 
the uh, shock wave though was a reported like uh, five I think on the Richter scale and it, the uh, shock wave actually I think did damage some buildings uh, in the closest nearby town but uh, the the asteroid or the yeah the asteroid itself <clears throat> I think they even say that maybe it was a comet I mean this is this is how small it was but the explosive event that it created was was the real factor that uh, we have to look at here but so the explosion was uh, it was anywhere between like 5 million and 30 million tons of TNT I mean that's a lot of TNT you know that's a that's that is quite an explosion if, if you can think about it and uh, I want to say that the explosion was uh, like a th it was a thousand times more powerful than the bomb we dropped that uh, America dropped on uh, Hiroshima um, back in World War II. That there was nothing compared to what this asteroid did above the surface of our Earth. That's, that is crazy. I mean, just think about that. That is insane. Um, but yeah, so it, and it, and this was it. Yeah. So it covered 800 miles basically of, of, uh, 800 square, 800 square miles of just forest just wiped out by one thing, one thing. And uh, I don't believe anybody was informed. Nobody knew it was coming, and it just came into came into the atmosphere. It started burning up, and then what was left of it exploded uh, right above the surface. I mean, that's why wasn't there awareness? That's that could have killed so many people. These things from outer space, these asteroids, meteors, comets, they could be species killing. I mean, absolutely take out millions of species all kinds from birds insects to flowers to human life to um, anything destroyed extinct that's a fact that's a possibility but um <clears throat> so there's also been some discoveries recently and uh so those i mean i'm sure as we're all taught in school about how the dinosaurs uh, you know, however many thousand, hundred thousand years ago they uh, lived, they were wiped out by an asteroid event um, that impact that an asteroid that impacted the ground and caused uh, all sorts of climate change. And uh, there was darkness for a long time because of the ash in the atmosphere and uh, all kinds of things that caused mass extinctions in all sorts of mammals and. Um, so that crater in particular, you know, that is something that is real. It's it's called like the 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 uh, chick the Chickzulub or the I think something like that the Chickzulub crater. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but uh, so it was you know a species killer, and uh, there was also made a discovery back in like 2015. Um, some people were doing like ice radar uh over greenland um up in its like northwestern arctic region where uh there's this glacier the hiawatha great glacier and uh out there is this crater that is half a mile underneath the ice and the only reason that they saw was because of their ice penetrating radar. You know, this radar that's, that's beaming down to the surface and back up. And they, they clearly mapped it. And it, it was um, nine, 19, I think, miles wide. And it, uh, they are saying that it's possibly uh, the, cr the crater that caused the Younger Dryas. There's a lot of speculation, not, not necessarily the crater, but a crater. Um, there, are, there are a lot of theories that there was a sort of a meteor shower that came out of uh, basically from behind the sun, which uh, at the moment I can't quite remember what that, what that star system is. 
um, the Pleiades? I'm not sure, but that's besides the point. Uh, there was a bunch of meteors that, that rained down onto Earth, and um, they all came out of one area, and this caused the Younger Dryas eight, uh, 12,800 years ago. And so the Younger Dryas is something that has been widely debated, uh, hotly debated by all kinds of people, scientists, researchers, authors, uh, you name it. They This is a hot topic, and the likelihoods and the possibilities of... Um, the actual Younger Dryas event being a legitimate um, historical marker and a, and a turning point in our civilization, it's definitely true. It's it the, the it's all pointing towards towards it being true, and um, <clears throat> but the. This crater that they discovered, this and this is a crater out out in Greenland. Um, it it what it caused basically the impact uh, would have sent ice and water, you know, up into the atmosphere, and it would have it would have uh, it would have melted all this ice, you know, within uh, however many miles of the impact site. It would have melted. Uh, millions and millions of gallons of ice into, uh, or of water, ice into the oceans, rising sea levels that caused um, all sorts of flooding, mass flooding. I mean, we are talking floods that were of biblical proportions. Literally, uh, there there's plenty of uh, theories and, and really proven evidence that, uh, no, sorry, maybe not so proven, but there's definitely a lot of evidence that leads uh, many to believe that the biblical flood that Noah went through with his ark and the biblical flood of many different religions, it, it is this moment in time, the Younger Dryas event, where rising sea levels caused mass flooding and mass extinctions. There are actual places up in uh, Canada, I believe, where there are pits. They, um, oh, are they called the, are they the tar pits? I'm not sure what, what, what exactly, what, what they were, but there's these, uh, basically big divots, big craters in the ground where it's really just the lowest point where there would have been a lake probably, um, after these waters receded and underneath all the water is, hundreds of skeletal remains of, of mammoths and other um, large um, what are called megafauna you know that were that were that had existed back uh, during the the ice age and so <clears throat> all of these skeletal remains to be found in this one spot indicated that, that these waters rushed and wiped out several you know, Groups all at once and, and carried them all um, to their to their death to their gravesite and um, it's just an incredible thing to to think about and whether or not that is exactly what happened there's plenty of evidence as well that um, hunter gatherers back then uh, had actually been using it as a gravesite and it was where they deposited all their remains but I lean towards the evidence that these remains. Uh, hadn't been there all in all at one moment uh they kind of were settled and and put there and uh so yeah so this was 12,800 years ago um or more and uh so we had all kinds of these large mammals go extinct from from all this water uh, the rising sea levels the climate also would have drastically changed from the impact um of this asteroid and it it's you're you're spewing ice and you're spewing water up into the atmosphere causing just a rapid, rapid cooling of everything. And uh, that would have actually then sort of flung us into uh, another ice age, a smaller ice age. Um, but this this accounts for uh, sev um, not sev yeah, several thousand years of, of our history that isn't really there. It's just gone. Uh, like 6,000 years of our history that's just gone. You know where where did it go? I, it went it it disappeared into this moment of this biblical flood is what happened. Um, 
But so, you know, all kinds of things changed. The landscapes changed. We had a rise in possibly all kinds of different uh, flora, different species of plants, um, the rise of different types of mammals that, uh, I mean, all kinds of things. And one of the biggest uh, sort of, one of the biggest, you know, uh, I don't know which one, which one to call it, but um, one of the biggest significances of um, this impact was the fact that there is evidence of a civil of of many civilizations that that lived prior to the Younger Dryas event. Many different. Um, I, I believe there were like like paleo Indian type cultures that uh, or like Asian type cultures that existed, and uh, they 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 were gone. They were they were wiped out. But there were different cultures and different species that um, managed to survive. Um, that were possibly more just well equipped to survive and to um, make it through this this event, and it, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, and that is sort of how we have the rise of who we are today. Are these sort of advanced um, for their time civilizations that managed to make it out um, of the younger Dryas alive and and uh, to adapt and evolve in the conditions that they did for the thousands of years and, and to the point that we, you know, developed, um, into what we are today. And, but the, the thing is guys, is that this one asteroid, this one impact wiped out and restarted. It was a literally the push button on your Nintendo 64, the restart button on your, on your PS one, the, the little tiny dot on the back of, you know, calculators and on the back of everything is a little reset button. It's literally what happened. This, this, this meteor comes in, and I'm sorry, I don't really know what to classify some of these things as they're all kind of just, it's just a freaking space rock, you know, has to have all these different names, but it's just a space rock, and it changed dramatically life here on Earth for all kinds of things. And then they definitely weren't prepared for it. They weren't aware of it. They didn't know what was going to come, you know, what, when. But uh, we have all kinds of technology today. We have all kinds of ways of surveying the sky, surveying the uh, galaxy and our, not necessarily our galaxy, our solar system for these objects. And we can track them. We can watch them. But there isn't enough awareness because there are, on a weekly basis, flybys, close encounters, I mean, of millions of miles from Earth, but still... They're close enough encounters that they can be tracked, and if that rock had had a different trajectory, it would have impacted the Earth, and we wouldn't have noticed, because we noticed so late that it was flying by. And uh, and this is a problem, so hopefully, out of you know some discussion, we'll, we'll come to uh, really understand more and find out more about comets, asteroids, meteors, you know, you name it, they're, because they're out there, and, uh, and it's a big deal, it's a big thing, uh, sorry, I was making, fixing my mic there, the, um, it's definitely, it's a huge thing, we don't focus on at all, and, yeah, with more awareness, I, I think there will be a, a generation of people that come about that do want to, to have this awareness to make sure that humanity makes it that we're that we are prepared for one um, to to hit the earth and, and cause you know devastation. We need to be prepared. We're gonna have to be prepared, and if we're not, then it's gonna be chaos. It's gonna be bad. A lot of people are going to die, and it's going to be another push of that damn little tiny red reset button again just as it was 12,800 years ago. And guys, the evidence just keeps piling on and piling on that, that the Younger Dryas event was an absolute game changer for this world. Guys, this is a, this is a big deal. But oh, nope, you know, politics is so much more important. What Twitter, what's going on on Twitter is just so much more important. 
I just, uh, I, I just can't, I can't understand why people are so interested in, um, in other people's lives when their own lives are at risk from things that they don't even think about. You know, you're so concerned with what he said, what she said, what he's doing, what she's doing, either online or, you know, in, in public, whatever, you're so concerned, but you don't even realize the things that are beneath the surface of reality and of your own life that you have no clue about. The things beneath the surface, and not only that, the things you know above the surface, way above you, way above the surface, up in the sky, those things that you never... People don't even look up anymore. Everyone looks down. Literally, everybody looks down. The pictures of people walking through Manhattan um, are are just sad. Nobody looks up. Why? Why, why, why? It makes no sense. I look up at least once a day. I mean, at least and almost always I don't go I don't you know go to bed without looking at the sky more than more than once uh you know unless it's super cloudy and I I just I absolutely love when the stars are out and when it gets to be colder the stars come out even brighter and so when it's cold it's an even better time to look up at the sky and to observe the the world um that we the universe that we don't live in you know we don't take part in what goes on up there we are all grounded here on this planet, and uh, which is fine, and it's fine for a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that your curiosity should stop at what your feet are doing, or what your phone screen is saying to you, you know, or what, whatever. Your curiosity should carry on and should, and should develop you into a brighter individual than the person you were yesterday. Like you, that's what our curiosity is here for, is to learn and experience and adapt. But people don't do that. People don't take advantage of that. Some people do. And, and all people, you know, and people in all aspects, yes, you, you do take advantage of it. And you do, you know, the things that you want to do, which is fine. But my my thing is, is that while you're sitting around doing the things you want to do, there are real threats going on above us. And there are real things going on all around us that we don't observe and we don't pay any attention to because we don't observe them. And it's, it, it is sort of just a, a, a phenomenon, a quantum phenomenon in a sense. The fact that we don't, when we don't observe something, we don't care about it. But once we observe something and something happens and it impacts you, then it has completely, you know, collapsed your own whatever wave function and you, you know, a decision has been made to alter your life in this course. It's, it's sort of like a, whatever it is. It's like a quantum phenomenon of life and how you make decisions based on your environment. And that's all great, but we're going to wait until, you know, Columbus, Ohio's destroyed, LA's destroyed, or even, uh, you know, Las Vegas, it doesn't matter, Hong Kong, we can go all around the world. A big enough one could wipe out Australia and sink it to the bottom of the sea. I mean, this is a, these are real threats, these are real possibilities, and we don't even consider them. What the fuck? Seriously. <sighs> but... All, you know, all is still fine. You know, we're all still here and clearly it's not as big of a threat as we all think it is, you know, because they're not flying down all the time. But all it takes is that one time, I mean, we don't know what's going on in, a, in you know, a galaxy over from us. A pl whole planet could have just blown up for some reason. All its debris is heading our way. Anything, really. You know, a, a giant freaking uh, meteor from, you know, whatever, a different galaxy comes into one, smashes into a, um, a planet, a large planet, and just sends debris scattering through, through space. And here it comes hurtling towards our galaxy as it falls into 
you know, just so like, you know, just so luckily it falls into our galaxy, into our solar system, and, and, it, and it's, it's endangering us. I mean, the universe is large, you know, and I think that's really just sort of the, the reason that we don't get impacted. The, the universe is so freaking big that, you know, who, who even, who even knows, you know, where, where an asteroid's headed, where a meteor's going. But the fact of the matter is, is that these things are real, guys. And they have impacted and greatly changed our civilization before. And they can do so again. And without more awareness, we we will see... Um, we're going to have consequences. You know, it's going to be in the near future. Um, who knows how long. It, it could be a hundred years. I don't know. But the, it's, it's going to happen. And we're not going to be prepared for it. We probably won't even know it's coming. We'll probably all be going about our daily lives. It'll be a Monday. Good old Mondays, you know. And then, boom! Freaking done. Takes out an entire entire town. And uh, wipes out the power grid. Life changes overnight. Things turn into chaos. It's, it's absolute... Just looting and, and practic practically apocalypse times. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be prepared. It just depends on how bad is it going to be. But why should we even have to be saying that, you know? It's crazy. But, so yeah, I mean, asteroids, meteors, they are a thing. And uh, one of the largest, and this is, you know, this isn't even really that, because this is a, this is a crater. Uh, what what happened at Tunguska wasn't an impact. It was above the surface. It exploded and caused devastation. One of the largest, uh, which is the the Redifort crater, um, it's over a hundred miles wide. And uh, this crater that caused the Younger Dryas is only nineteen miles wide. So that there in itself is wow, we have been hit by something that is three quarters larger, you know, three, or not three quarters, you know, it, it's whatever, 75% larger than, than the one that, that impacted, that caused the Younger Dryas, or at least one of the impacts that caused it. So this crater, the largest one, it's huge. All it takes is one one crater, and, uh, or one crater, one large asteroid to change everything. But guys, we got to think about this, you know, there's no reason we shouldn't. This is real things, and this is, this is what Deeper Meaning Time is all about, is, is discovering these things, and talking about them, and researching them, and understanding, and getting the word out so that we all can benefit, and we can all be prepared. You know, that's, we should be helping each other, not sitting around waiting to be boiled alive in a vicious um, asteroid impact. You know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. But, so I had mentioned before, and, uh, and this is just going to sort of break off into uh, sort of end up part, sort of part two, whatever, of this episode. Uh, just something I wanted to just quickly talk about, I guess. And I had a, I had done an episode, um, it was a Thinker episode, of, uh, like about a month ago, and it was about synchronicities. And I, I started talking about it because I hadn't been having any, and it was kind of weirding me out. But as soon as I started talking about it, I started, you know, noticing again some synchronicities that were just strangely, you know, seemed like they were definitely real, and maybe you call me crazy, maybe you call me whatever for talking about them, oh, you know, a synchronicity, what the hell, you know, that's just, a, that's just a coincidence, those aren't real things, but the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people do talk about it, and a lot of people do believe that synchronicities are real, and they happen in everybody's everyday lives, and it's just a matter of whether or not you see them, and if you're not having them, then you're on the wrong, wrong track there, you know, you're, something is not quite right within your, um, your lifestyle or your way of life. And it's, it's not your thing, your, your stars, you know, 
to get sort of um, psychic on, you know, or uh, whatever, you know, real hypnotic, or I, I'm not even sure what to call it, but it's your stars, they're not aligned, you know, they're not aligned, um, and that's just a weird, weird thing to, to talk about, people just laugh at you, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, that's silly, you're just a, a tarot reader, and your palm reader, whatever, it's fake, it's none of it's real, but, uh, the synchronicities of things, they, they definitely seem like they're real, and it's something that can be definitely discussed into greater detail, and not enough of it is, because I think people just, people don't, you, you don't think deeper, um, some people don't think deeper, a lot of people do, but some people don't, and you can't see past the fact that it's maybe more than a coincidence. Maybe it is. How can you be so sure that it's just a coincidence? How do you know it's not a coincidence that has a deeper meaning to it? And actually, in reality, it's sort of a, a synchronicity. But synchronicities are way more in-depth than just a, an average coincidence. You know, uh, an average coincidence would be sort of seeing your, your buddy um, <clears throat> at the... Seeing your, your buddy you play video games with every day at the video game store randomly one day, you know, that's just just a coincidence, you know, you both love, really like video games and you both go to the video game store to go get a video game, you know, when a new one comes out. Coincidence, simple coincidence. Synchronicities, though, especially for me, are um, typically, in most forms, uh, sounds or words. Um... I, I can't even recall, I'll have to, it'll have to come up again, it happens so quick, and I think about it, and I'm like, huh, and then I sort of, it's a fleeting moment, really, but uh, recently, and it's just random, you know, you hear a word once, and then you start hearing it again, a lot, over and over and over again, some people just crack, you know, just amount that to, um, it's just, uh, that's the, you know, nature of, of speech, you know, you're just now realizing that the word's used a lot, but you know, maybe it's 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 more than that. Why why does it have to end there? Does it have to end there? You know, I don't think it has to, because the the what it seems to me is is that I hear this one word, this word I never hear, and then all of a sudden I start hearing it. That's not just coincidence, and that's not just oh you're just noticing that it's used a lot. No, it's not because before I never heard it. I never said it, and then once I said it, once I heard other people saying it, now I hear it all the time. You can't tell me that, oh, you're just, you're so used to hearing it. That you know, I don't say it, and I don't hear people say it. Otherwise, I'd realize. That doesn't make logical sense to me. You're just telling me, trying to tell me the way you think I should feel about it. But it's, it's, that's not always the case. Maybe a lot of times it is when it comes to words and wording and hearing things over and over again, but it's 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 also more than that. It's it's like it's not even such as like oh uh, I haven't heard anybody say uh, tangled and you know whatever, and I keep hearing people say tangled. So that's just whatever, it's just a coincidence, you know, it doesn't mean anything, like, sure, maybe, maybe Tangled is whatever, it's just a normal, you know, you just never thought about it, but you've been talking about it, and people say it a lot, so usually, maybe, you know, but what, what I'm thinking is in terms of, like, actions, like, everyday events, like, like, I go somewhere to get a burrito, he makes it, and we get to the end of the line, and he tells me my total, and my total is $6.02. That's unrealistic because any burrito anywhere is probably going to be more than $6. But either way, $6.02. So then I, I had my lunch and I left. And I went to, um, <clears throat> uh, I went to a, a department store. And I grabbed a shirt off the rack and rang it up. And it was uh, $6.02. You know, small things like that, I and mean, and it's and it's it's you know more than just the fact that it's the the same total. It's there's more. There's always more to it. I mean, it's it sounds silly. Um, you know, it sounds silly, but it, is it really though? It it could definitely be um, 
a for real thing. And uh, one that happens to me frequently, and people always just crack it up to, oh, you know, you're just noticing it, but, you know, the fact that I'm noticing it, does that mean something? Um, and that's light, like a license plate. Like, I'll notice that the last, you know, however many digits um, there are, I'll, I'll notice it not just from a license. I'll, I'll first, it's always I first see it on a license plate. And then I go elsewhere and I see those digits on something, a phone number written on a sign. Or I see those digits um, in a book. Or, I mean, it, it's crazy happenstances. People just chalk it up to just coincidence. But, you know, and you're, oh yeah, you know, you're just noticing, you know, it's just the fact that you're noticing it. No, I think it's definitely more than that. Because why would it appear in so many different places? And in different forms? But you know, always the same digits. And it, it can be, that's what I'm saying about words. Like it can be, it could be words. Like you'll see something that catches your eye while you're driving and you'll be like, huh. And then you'll see something else completely different and it'll be the same thing. You know, there's all, there's synchronicities throughout your life all the time. And if you don't realize them, you don't notice that they're there, then they're of no benefit to you. You know, then to you, it's not real because it, you don't ever notice. But you're sitting here telling me like, oh, the only reason that you think it's a synchronicity is because you're noticing it. What What is it? You know, you're not, there is no, nobody is proving to me whether or not a synchronicity is a true or not thing. Because to me, it seems very, it seems very real. It seems like a very real thing that happens in the moment. And when it does, either you realize or you don't. And when you do realize, um, the belief is, is that you're on the right track. If you realize, then you, you, you understand cognitively that your life has led you up to this point and given this sort of secret message from life, it's telling you you're doing the right thing and things are going smoothly or things are going your right, you know, your way. Um, it's a life trigger. It's a life, um, moment. And something that, for some people, they're very important. And to me in particular, they are they are of pretty big importance. Because I truly believe that um, things like that really do make a difference. And if you're not noticing them, and you're not realizing that they are happening around you, then you might not be on the right track. You might be doing something wrong. And, um, but I, you know, synchronicities, it's, it's a silly word. Whether or not they're true, I don't know. But it's a fun discussion. And that's what we try to have here sometimes on Deeper Meaning Time is just fun discussions. You know, why, do, why does it always have to be serious? I'm pretty serious about my opinion, yes, but that doesn't, you know, mean that we shouldn't have a, a, a deeper discussion about things. You know, these things are, are real. And the discussion can be serious, but at the same time, it's just a fun discussion and that that is either meant to go nowhere or you know it is meant to inspire you or educate you to lead your thoughts somewhere else and it that's just just the whole goal here you know it's it's just to instill and inspire uh, a willingness to learn more and to find out more because there is more there's always more to learn one of the biggest synchronicities for me in my life and uh, I just I just saw it again last night while I was reading a book constantly and and I know and when the the fact that, that what I why why I believe that it is a synchronicity is because of the fact that I notice it I literally pay so much conscious uh, attention to it because every time I see it I'm like there it is again there it is again there it is again and it's this saying that so many people say, and I've said it before here on a couple different episodes when I was talking about science and the, and the different fields and academics and uh, the uh, people, authors, scientists, the uh, people that, that do work within these fields, they all say this. We don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody can truly tell me a specific answer. Everybody has evidence, everybody has data, everybody has uh, experiments, and there's theories, but nobody knows. And I see this over and over and over again, and it sticks out to me like a sore thumb. I mean, it sticks out 
like uh, like an apple tree full of red apples, and then one of them is blue. You know, it sticks out so clearly to me. And all, all kinds of things, from articles online to books I read to people saying it in interviews, people saying it in videos, <clears throat> it's discussed widely. The fact that what is known isn't truly understood. And I'm constantly hearing people and I'm constantly seeing, you know, where, where are the next great thinkers? They are here. They are us. They are this community that, that I'm trying to grow here. It's, it's going to, it's, it's all of us. That's not the thing. The thing in the thing nowadays is, is community. It's, it's everybody together. It's not just one person anymore. It's a group. A group, you know, a group of minds that are greater together than one single mind. That is what these people are talking about. Oh, where are, when are they going to come about? Where are they? They are already here and we are already thinking and we are already on the right track towards figuring out things that everybody says they don't understand. It's going to be us, us that are deeper thinkers coming together to think deeper together and it, it's going to drive inspiration it's going to drive innovation and uh, we're going to have a better future than the one that we think we're going to have because we come together just as this day and age really pushes for you know that's what the internet does it's what we've done with our social media lives it's what what's what we do we come together to either badmouth people, to either bring people up, to donate money to reason, you know, a reasonable cause, or to, um, you know, to back you in your support of doing your your vegan diet, or to back you in your, um, you know, your cancer, you know, treatments, and to support you through those. And we all come together all the time in groups and in little communities. You know, churches are have been the one of the largest types of small communities that gather regularly, and they have been doing this for thousands of years. And we already do this, so let's do this, but let's open up all of our minds and do it together, because that way, in my opinion, that way we will achieve more. We'll, we will achieve more than all of the little communities around think they have achieved. We have more to achieve, and we are here for more, and we are here to achieve more. Um, and I can't stress that enough. You know, I, I could spend a whole episode just ranting and ranting and ranting about how we are on this planet and are this reality and this life. It's not here to just spend your time not focusing on what's truly happening. You know, they, we have been given this opportunity as beings to live life and to experience it and with that you can do whatever you want but to me what what would be the more fulfilling experience uh, uh, what what would be a more fulfilling experience um, that could you know persuade me that none of this matters now, I've done all kinds of things. I've experienced all kinds of things. I've gone skydiving. I've, you know, done all kinds of high adventure types uh, of things, and, and I enjoy them all, and I enjoy the thrill, and I enjoy life. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm still wondering what else is out there to learn. What else is there for me to get into? Because that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to just live life and just go about it meaninglessly. I have meaning and I have purpose and a drive and it and it's to understand all that there is to understand. And I know that there's a group of people out there that are just like me that want to do the same thing. And so us coming together, whether it's through my my uh, podcast here or through other people's podcasts, it doesn't matter. The point is is that we support each other and we grow a community of deep thinkers deeper-minded individuals that are ready to take on the future and are ready to better the future for future generations to come. And so guys, keep listening, keep staying tuned uh, weekly for new episodes here on Deeper Meaning Time. Uh, I'm still working on preparing some things uh, upcoming here for the next sort of season of Deeper Meaning Time as uh, 
I'm going to be calling it. And uh, we're going to be bringing about, uh, of course, just the simple uh, audio-only podcast, but we're going to get into longer, full-length discussions. I've got some um, I've got some major um, participants in, in deeper thinking, as I like to say, uh, that I'm going to have on here. And uh, they are of all ages, from um, very young-minded to uh, the older-minded. And we're going to discuss all kinds of things here on Deeper Meaning Time, from just the evolution of uh, the generations uh, that are into technology now and are born with the technology, uh, generations that grew up without all the technology and and how it has changed their lives um, today. And uh, so look forward to that. That won't be till for after the new year, though, once we get here through Christmas. And um, I hope you guys enjoy your holidays coming up. If uh, if I don't have another episode out for Thanksgiving time, um, you know, and, and enjoy it while it lasts. I hope you guys uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving and spend it with, with your family, friends, um, amigos alike. You know, just take take your time to um, to enjoy the people around you. And, uh, and take the time to better yourself and to better better those that um, are around you, to bring them up and lift their spirits and, and get them to understand that there is more here, you know, if they are um, in, in a, in a, in a low, low point in their life, you know, give them something to work towards, give them, give them a, an, an idea, give them something, if, if people are bored and they're looking for more, you know, give them something because we all have these capabilities. We all can think more. And, um, but yeah, so enjoy your Thanksgiving and, uh, you guys, if, if you're interested in being on an episode, I'd love to feature all kinds of people on deeper meaning time, uh, all kinds of, uh, thoughts, um, from quick ideas I'd feature. You don't even have to be uh, on the episode, but if you have a, an idea or a comment, please share, please email it to me. Um, you can usually find all of our episodes, all my episodes on uh, deepermeaningtime.com and, uh, stay tuned for more. And, uh, as always, we are available on all, all across all different types of, uh, listening platforms from Spotify, which is, uh, one of my biggest fan bases so far is, is listeners on Spotify. Um, I have listeners across all other types of uh, podcast listening platforms from from Google to iOS. And I thank all of you guys for your continued support and uh, for listening. I I thank everybody. You are um, you're inspiring me to help grow this and to build this into something we we all can be uh, proud of. And um, so, guys, with every revolution of the earth, let's keep this discussion going. That is what Deeper Meaning Time is all about. Exploring the endless thoughts and curiosities we have every day and discovering all the deeper meanings time has to offer. My name's Evan. Thanks for listening.